Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts this is the best of the ben maller show on fox sports radio you thought I was going to come in here and just celebrate the choke of the Denver Nuggets and the great comeback by Boban, Marjanovic, <laughs> and the Clippers. You are greatly mistaken. I'm a professional broadcaster. And I realize that as marvelous and as great as Boban is, a distant relative of the great Andre the Giant, and as meaningful as that is, as in, no, no, as, as important, as meaningful as that game was, in the Western Conference standings, the fact that the no, no, the Nuggets had an 82-63 lead uh, in the third quarter with about four minutes to go, and the fact that they gave that up, or the who the Denver Nuggets gave that up, and then the Clippers came back and won. That that should be my lead story, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going. I'm not starting with that. I'm what not is t- still wrong with the Clippers? They're in the playoffs right now. Coach of the year, Doc Rivers, NBA Coach of the Year. <laughs> This is one of the great – and, again, I don't want to go down this this rabbit hole, but if the Clippers should make the playoffs, Doc Rivers is the coach. It's one of the great coaching jobs in NBA history. They have traded their two headline players. Uh, they have, they've got both gone, and the Clippers are still relevant. They're still good, uh, and they're, they're battling for a playoff spot. But I'm not starting with that. It sounds like I'm starting with that, but I am not starting with that. That's, that's a false – that's a false narrative. That's a, in politics, they call it a false flag. Because I know that my biscuits are buttered with three words. NFL. NFL, right? NFL. And catch it if you can. Now, change is in the air. It's not in the air everywhere like the Ben Maller show, but it is in the air. 
and the bigwigs, the power brokers at the NFL, they are meeting this week in Indianapolis, the big meat market, the indoor meat market, the scouting combine. And from the sound of things, uh, there are going to be a couple of new rules. Now, if you've been somewhere far, far away, out of contact with humanity, I had a buddy of mine, I was uh, moonlighting earlier, and a friend was texting me from a plane flying over Alaska. Like, you know, there's not many people that live in Alaska anyway, but I'm talking about the desolate part of Alaska. And so he was he was texting me. That that would be a guy that's not plugged in. Even though he was able to text me, he claimed that it was spotty and I was the only person that was actually responding to him. So he didn't know that the other messages were going out uh, and people were hearing them. But the, the NFL's competition committee, the dreaded competition committee, is attempting to rewrite the now infamous catch rule. Now, we were on the radio. Back in, back in the old days, I used to do a football show. I forget where it was, and I forget who I worked with. Tom Moody! But we did this football show. We were on the air during a random Chicago Bears-Detroit Lions game. And I recall saying, that's a catch! That's a catch! It's Calvin Johnson, Megatron. That's a touchdown! And it looked like a touchdown. It felt like a touchdown. Should have been a touchdown. Was it a touchdown? No. No, 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 no. Right? So so that was the that was the, that wasn't even the actual beginning of it. The, the beginning of this Fugazi rule goes back to a Rams Bucks game, a uh, playoff game. Back when Tony Dungy was coaching in Tampa Bay. So this goes way back, right? So this is a long time this has been been going on. Well, nothing is official yet. However, the NFL is considering a plan that would say ixnay on the phrase going to the ground day. They would get rid of that. They would remove it, and they would acid wash it from the NFL guidebook. Now, that language that we get tossed around here on the radio, we toss it around quite a bit, that language is what led to the many controversial non-catch calls over the years. Uh, and it seems like they're heading towards a point where that's going to go away. And if that happens, then that would mean people like Calvin Johnson from back in the day, Des Bryant, Jesse James, and others would have actually had catches even though they didn't have catches when the game was actually being played. So let's discuss. Now the question here is, it's rather simple. Do you believe all of the noise? Do you believe all of the noise that the NFL is actually going to do it? that they're going to change the language in the catch rule, and this is going to end one of the great stomach-turning, ulcer-causing, heart-palpitation-resulting rules in the NFL. Uh, I'm going still with unlikely. My response is unlikely. I've seen, I've heard, I've witnessed all of this, the media reports that have piled up, the change is in the air. I have seen it, and I don't believe it. I do not buy it, right? Till it's actually in play. Like, I, I'm sensing still, well, why don't we try it in the preseason and see how it goes? You know, one of those deals. So, why don't we, you know, we'll test it out, but we'll only do it in international competition. So, the game in Mexico, a couple games in London, and that's it. So, to expand on that, my, my thoughts are you've got dumb it down, red tape, the loophole, and give and take. All right, we'll tie all this together. Now, number one, I have been evangelizing for years that the NFL needs to simply streamline the rule. How many Maller monologues have we done? I have the answer, 1,832. That's how many Maller monologues we've done on this particular issue. It's not trigonometry. I did the math. If it looks like a catch, sounds like a catch, feels like a catch, it is not a catch. That's the rule right now. It's in the rule book. Again, looks like a catch, sounds like a catch, feels like a catch, not a catch. If everyone in the stadium agrees it's a catch, definitely not a catch. Uh, And so that's how it is now. Just use the eyeball test. Even blind Scott can use the eye. Blind Willie, who's who's cooking up food at Applebee's, my man Blind Willie understands. He can see what's going on here. Uh, the, the issue here 
is the fact that the NFL, it's, it's easy for me to say, well, dumb it down, right? But the NFL is a league built around red tape. I'm convinced if you go to New York City and Park Avenue and you go by the NFL headquarters, you will see nothing but red tape. Any proposal would have to be ratified by 24 of the owners. So that means that if you can get nine teams to protest, to pout, and to whine, and to complain, and say, well, I'm not sure that we like the way it is right now. I don't know about this. Then there's no rule change. You got a bunch of football wonks who are going to get together in a room, and they're going to toss out all kinds of spam. They're going to muddy the waters here and attempt to mess this up. I'm like a, a proud Missourian. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I've got that show me state, you know, the slogan, the show me state. that's how I operate, right? Uh, you know, show me that you can actually fix it. I've heard the story. I've seen what has been written on blog posts on NFL websites and whatnot. Number two, if it is more likely than not that the NFL is going to leave at least one or two loopholes in the rule, meaning that they have an opportunity to still meddle in key spots. One of the conspiracy theories has been that the reason the rule is the way the rule is is because it gives the NFL the opportunity to, if you want to go full conspiracy theory, to meddle with the outcomes of games. So rather than wear your football helmet, you can wear your tinfoil hat. Just make sure there's a face mask on it. Uh, and it gives the NFL the opportunity, if they choose to, to you know, put their finger in it, you know, put, step in it, if you will. Now, Roger Goodell has very publicly called for a very simplified adjustment to the catch rule. He's following the Maller teachings. Clearly a podcast listener. Thank you. Download the podcast. It's available where all fine podcasts can be downloaded. And give us five stars. What else What else are you going to do? Five stars. Give us a nice little review. It makes us feel good. And even if it doesn't make us feel good, it just annoys people who are upstairs. But in public, that is Roger Goodell's position. His position is, hey, I agree with Maller. Maller's right. It's a simplified situation. But is that actually the private version of Roger Goodell's thinking? Are, are those both aligned? Does everything align up on both sides? Now, the last thing here. Uh, There is a give and take. There is a give and take with the rules adjustment. For example, uh, the NFL officials, while this is being talked about, the catch rule, catch it if you can, the officials are worried, uh, the league officials, that a modified catch rule is going to be hell on earth, right? It's going to lead to more turnovers. Oh, my God, the sky is falling. Uh, and because of that, there'll be fumbles in the air everywhere, actually on the ground everywhere, Uh, and receivers will be fumbling all over the place. That could lead to more offense, or would it lead to less offense? I'm confused. Because we have the the catch rule, which is impeding offense, but if you change the catch rule, that would lead to fumbles. Generally, fumbles lead to points. Points would increase. Is that a bad thing? I thought we wanted more points. So if you give in on the catch rule, then the way corporate America works is you have to take something away, right? The give and take. God forbid you just make one adjustment. You've got to make other adjustments. Welcome to the possibility of a 15-yard pass interference limit. There's a couple of different versions that have been kicked around, but on those pass interference, defensive pass interference penalties, the committee, one of the proposals, 15-yard college max style penalty for defensive pass interference. This would mimic what you see in the Southeastern Conference, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And the worry, because you've got to have anxiety over everything. I'm convinced of that. That the, the concern here is that it would be a grab fest. Everyone would be grabbing each other. Defensive backs, you get burned, hey, you know, why not? Go for it. Penalty, who cares, 15 yards, no big deal. No big deal. Uh, So I'm skeptical that that is actually going to go through also. I'm generally a a cynic when it comes to this kind of stuff. But I'm I'm fine with both of these adjustments. I think they would both be okay. I'm fine with the the tweaking of the rulebook. I am not opposed to change. You might be opposed to change, but I am not. See, does that make me better than you? I have no idea. All 
All right, so Ben Mather show on Fox, on Fox, and you can be part of the festivities if you would like. The number is 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We are also available on Twitter at Ben Mather. That is at Ben Mather, as it is the Mather Marathon and Ralphie boy, look at that. Ralph Irvin is in the house. He's over Cruising here. Cruising down the street in my 6'4". Danny G and Koopa Loop. And I want you to know that I'm a very charitable person, that I give back to the community. Uh, that's how I roll. Why do you give back, Ben? What do you do to give back? Oh, good question. All right, I'll tell you what I do. I hold, I'm holding in my hands. I don't know if you can hear that. I'm like Weed Man Hippie with that horn. Well, it looks like a bag of drugs. Well, it, it, is, it is. It, it, it is. is. It is kind of <laughs> like that. Uh, I have I've purchased two boxes of the greatest gift from Girl Scouts in America, the Savannah Smiles. I have oh, that. Oh no! They are on. They have matched. Now they're not quite better than the Thin Mint, but they're newer. I'm a fan. Savannah Smiles, way to go! Two boxes. Thank you very much. Giving back to the community. <laughs> I am a charitable person is what I am. Powdered sugar covered crack. It is just marvelous. It's great. And I am I am doing my part to help the community. That is what the I'm doing. The problem with that particular box, once you eat a couple, you cannot stop eating those. Yeah. Those, the the they, whole box is going to be eating. Now, how many servings do you think? I always love looking at these. The, no, the don't, the don't. No, no. How many servings do you think are in one box of Savannah Smiles? Which most people, I think we all agree, eat in one sitting. You sit down in front of the television. You go, you're watching a movie or something like that, documentary, and you eat the entire effing box. You're watching a game, whatever. How many servings do you think? One box right here. I'm holding my hand. One box. You can't see because it's radio, but one box. I'm going to go with ten. Ralph, you're not even looking, Ralph. <laughs> Terrible I'm, guess. I, I'm going to say eight servings. Eight. All right. Coop, you want in on this? I said nine. Nine. It's actually, you, you're all went over. You all lose. Seven. The showcase showdown. No, only, they say only five. Oh. They say that uh, unless my uh, So my they, they know we're a bunch of fat pigs. Yeah, everyone's a big fat ass. Five per, they say, according to, to the uh, nutrition facts, and you know it's that time of the year where we're breaking down the nutritional facts of Girl Scout cookies on Fox Sports Radio, and we are not even 20 <laughs> minutes in, and we are now, this is relevant, this is newsworthy, five cookies per serving. And it says here, 150 calories per serving. See, the Savannah Smiles actually aren't that bad. No, they're good. Oh, oh, so I'm, you're saying the other cookies have more calories? Is that oh, what you're yeah, saying? Yeah. Oh, so this is like a diet cookie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on a diet. See that? I'm on a diet. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I think like two two of the uh, the tagalongs are yeah are equal to that amount of calories. So you get, you get five so of those. So according right? to this, now if I use Maller math properly, Coop, there's five serving sizes, and each serving size is 150 calories. So that means if I eat the entire box, that's like 750 calories. That's like eating a Big Mac. Right? It doesn't seem all that bad. That's not when bad, you put, right? right? Exactly. So big exactly. deal. I could eat two Big Macs. I can eat two boxes of Girl Scout cookies. That's right. It's the way to go. Bam. Done. And I, I want you to know I paid cash for this. Brother. Not, I didn't pull a credit card out. Didn't do any of that. Well, there's no other way to do it. There, oh, is that right? Well, yeah. yeah. There were some Girl Scout cookies in front of the store yesterday and they asked me to buy some and i took out my wallet and my debit card and they're like no cash only yeah. like dang it then we we'll have to pay taxes so that's why they take you know they take cash that's how it works be sure to catch live editions of the ben maller show weeknights at 2 a.m eastern 11 p.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iheart radio app where to begin it's all about that speculation that's what it's all about this is the time are you ready? Are you prepared? Yes. Uh, this is it. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, the, the speculation, the NFL bigwigs all getting together. They're eating steak. They're running up their expense accounts, and they are watching future players work out. The 2018 Scouting Combine. It's going to be the big story the rest of the week, NFL-wise. The cattle auction is getting underway. And now this would be enough to provide plenty of content for those of us that do this kind of gas baggery. That's wonderful. It is also enough to trigger an NFL star. 
one of the big names in the NFL, not happy about this. Now, if you have not been locked in and you haven't been engaged, you might have missed this. But the player, he's a defensive player. So I can give you a couple of clues here, and you'll figure out who it is. He's a defensive player. He's one of the big talkers in the NFL. He has won a Super Bowl. He's a defensive back. He wears, I believe, number 25. He plays in the Pacific Northwest. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, the mouth of the Legion of Boom, Richard Sherman, letting off some steam. And his punching bag, who is it? The Draft Pundit. Don't you open your mouth about the best. That's right. Uh, Richard Sherman went on a tirade. Uh, He was very upset. Uh, Here's what he said. He said, all these draft analysts get so much wrong. I wish someone kept track of how idiotic some of their predictions are. Sherman grimaced. He then went on to say they literally spew a ton of nonsense and get paid for it. Well, welcome to the club. I'm better at life than you. I wish they got graded and paid for how often they are right and wrong. Sherman then snarled. All right, so let's talk about this. Now, uh, Sherman's clearly upset, clearly upset with the draft news of the week here. Doesn't like it. Uh, So the question is, what do you make of this? What do you make of the rantings? There was more. I just gave you a little bit. There's more of it. If you want to look it up yourself, you can. Uh, We don't have time to read every single stupid thing that Sherman posts. Uh, My perspective on this, you've got settling the score, right? Entertainment value and professional dart throwing. Professional dart throwing. All right, now we'll link all this together. A, Richard Sherman, if there's one thing that we can all agree on when it comes to Richard Sherman, his career in part has been fueled by vengeance. Sherman has been very successful, and he was a fifth round draft pick in in the NFL. Fifth-round draft picks are not supposed to be that good. They're supposed to be okay. Maybe you make the roster, you play a couple years, you're on special teams. Every once in a while, they become uh, a starter, but not an all-pro. Very rarely does it happen. When it happens, you get put on a pedestal, and people celebrate you, and they go on and on. Now, Sherman, as that fifth-round draft pick, passed over by every NFL team multiple times. And so that is what helps drive him and continues to motivate him, even after all the success and all the money that he's made and all that. So much of the rage is simply about settling the score, right, or settling old scores, right? Sherman has a lot of animosity. I like it. Listen, that's good. It's good for business. Animosity is good for business. Uh, he's got a lot of it. It seems like it's, he's really upset with, like, Mel Kuyper. And the, the disciples. The way I look at the NFL draft, you have Mel Kuyper, and then everyone else is a disciple of Mel Kuyper. Right? It, it, the spawn of Kuyper. They don't have the same hair. They don't have all, but they, they're, they're following those footsteps. Now, the second part of this, there are websites. I hope Richard Sherman's listening. I know you like the podcast, Richard. There are actual websites dedicated to the many mistakes of the NFL draft pundit. Yes, good news. And you should go back and listen to some of our NFL Draft podcasts. We do a we do two cliche shows every year, okay? Uh, well, we actually do more than that. But regarding the NFL Draft, one of them is to mock the language of the draft and to also mock the horrible analysis of said NFL Draft gurus. We always have fun with that. Uh, we also... Look back five years in the rearview mirror and say, who's good, who's bad? We wait, because NFL teams will often say, hey, wait five years. So we'll go back five years, and then, of course, that's weasel terminology, because most of these GMs don't even last five years. So they can say, well, don't blame me. Wait five years, and then everyone forgets about it. So we don't. We don't forget about it. So we do those two shows a year. Now, some of my favorites, we've we've got a running uh, list that we put together in the archives here on the Ben Maller Show. And we'll bring this back when we get closer to the actual NFL draft. But Mike Mayock has had so many bonehead uh, predictions. It's great. He foreshadowed Blaine Gabbard would be a franchise quarterback. That was one of his better ones. He recommended Brandon Whedon would be better than Kirk Cousins, who's on the cusp of becoming the highest-paid quarterback in NFL history. 
And at the time, Brandon Whedon was 28 years old when the Browns drafted him. He was the oldest first-round pick in history, and Mayock was selling Brandon Whedon hard. Uh, he also he loved Jamarcus Russell. The NFL draft guys could not get enough of Jamarcus Russell, the old Raiders' number one pick. Mel Kuyper also has had he's had a ton. He uh, remember that wide receiver out of USC, Mike Williams, who did like granted. I mean, he looked good. I that was also I thought, wow, this guy's he's going to be wonderful in the NFL. Uh, and Kuyper said that guy's a Hall of Fame. I didn't even go as far as far as Hall of Fame. Kuyper did. Uh, he went down that road. Uh, you had that famous incident if you're old enough to remember when Mel Kuyper ripped apart the Indianapolis Colts for drafting future Hall of Famer and former NFL Network employee Marshall Falk. Uh, yeah, yeah he's, remember that? That was all, that was all good. Uh, Wes Welker, he said, was not worth a second-round pick. Wes Welker turned out to be pretty good. Uh, we can go on and on here. And then we play the audio every year of Mel Kuyper, who compared Jamarcus Russell to John Elway in one of the great sound bites of all time. Uh, he, I believe he said... John Elway like or something like that was the comparison that Jamarcus Russell and John Elway had from Mel Kuyper. So so the point is, the point of all of this is to merely underscore that yes, Richard Sherman, there are absolutely people that compile the things that are said by NFL draft gurus. It does happen. It does happen. And I would also point out, and this is going to shock you. Uh, it, it is okay. Right? It, it, the whole point of all this, and this is, this is going to be over the head of some people, entertainment value. Yes, entertainment value. It is not, and I point this out all the time, it's not about being right per se. It is about providing analysis. You're, you're, you're spitballing is what you're doing. Right? You're driving conversation. I think most of us understand that. And you simply have to sound like you know what you're talking about. I could totally become an NFL draft pundit. I could I could do it. I look great in a suit. Uh, I'd get a haircut, I'd shave, I'd go out there and I could speak the language. And as long as you speak the language, I've talked about this in the past if you've listened to me over the years, I could totally pull it off. Like Fox on television just got the NFL draft. They're going to broadcast it. Unfortunately, they're going to broadcast the state-run version of the draft, the NFL Network. Eventually, the hope is that they'll get their own coverage of the draft, and I am throwing my hat into the ring. I am willing to do it, make up some backstory on the dark web about how I grew up scouting peewee football uh, and all that. Do whatever you have to do. Do whatever you have to do. I'm all for it, and I'll sit up there, and I'll, you know, this guy's got first-round potential, but I have him in the third round. I'll go through all the cliches and all the language. I will sound just like... These dopes, Mel Kuyper and, and Mike Mayer. Oh, there's no question. I will. Absolutely. And you could do the same thing. If you watch enough of these NFL drafts, uh, you could. Right? We know how it works. It's also kind of like your local weather person, right? your meteorologist on television telling you it's going to be rainy and cold on Friday, and then on Friday it is 75 degrees and there's not a cloud in the sky. It's the same concept, right? It's, it's guesswork is what it is. It's you're, you're throwing darts. It's professional dart throwing is what it is. And and that's what makes it enjoyable. Right? It's part of the allure of the NFL draft. Now, the parting shot on this, the, the draft itself is the ultimate game of chance. And what if I told you that most of the NFL teams don't know who they're drafting, that they're actually going to be good? I think that's also accurate. Right? So it's not just the draft pundit that's doing blindfold dart throwing it's also the teams you are olymp- you're, you're attempting to cut down the risk but you're still ultimately taking unproven and untested players and you're hoping that they assimilate to the NFL that it's not too much for them that they don't get sidetracked by life and the ugly truth is that many of these executives don't know what the hell they're doing they don't you're buying a bunch of raffle tickets, and hoping that you win the raffle. <laughs> yeah, You want to win the bake, uh, the bake contest, so you win the, the, the cookies and the cake and all that. You're hoping to win that. So, and and you know, enough of the players become good, that happens. So the teams look like geniuses. Do they really know what the hell they're doing? It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. On Fox. Now, one of the cool things about working here 
is that we're all in different rooms. Uh, and therefore, you know, if Ralph doesn't take a shower for a week, uh, it doesn't really affect me. Uh, you know, if Koopa Loop ate some spicy food and you know, went out to a Mexican restaurant or whatever, he doesn't have to really, it doesn't, his impact, it, it's irrelevant. I don't really need to worry about it. And Danny G also, Danny G, if he you know, eats something that, you know, let's just say it doesn't smell right, uh, I'm okay. Because we're all, we're all on a little, little box. We're all in a little box uh, here at the, uh, the big Fox Sports Radio. So that brings us to Leonard Fournette, uh, who, <laughs> this was great. Now, I, I'm sure this was uh, mostly tongue-in-cheek, right, mostly tongue-in-cheek. But Jacksonville announced officially that Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles had signed that contract extension that runs through 2020. Now, most teams wouldn't even announce this. They're so embarrassed by it. But the Jags, for some reason, uh, they decided to do the walk of shame and announce that they had signed Blake Bortles to an extension. Uh, and then Leonard Fournette checked in, and uh, with great comedic timing, he said, can, this is what he said on social media for everyone to see, to Blake Bortles, he said, congrats to you, brother. Now spend some of that on your mouth. Your breath be killing the huddle, saying the plays. <laughs> There you go. It's good. That's Solid. nasty. Use some Listerine before you around a group of people. Mm. Wouldn't that be cool as a movie, though? Think of the movie. Like, let's take the greatest quarterback in football, and his secret power is he can, on a dime, flip a switch and have horrible breath. Now, it, he doesn't do it in the huddle, but he goes under center at the line of scrimmage and then he like flips a switch, and then he just blows bad breath on the defensive line. And then the linebackers and the, the front seven of the opposing defense are overwhelmed by the toxic fumes of this quarterback's breath. And, uh, yeah. I remember, remember when uh, Lincoln Kennedy, who still works here, but when I've done some shows with Lincoln, Lincoln would tell great stories about some of the very flatulent players that played on the defensive and offensive line in the NFL. And some of the the smells that you would experience playing and how certain players would have trouble holding their bodily functions, shall we say. And it would become problematic as the game wore on. It would become an issue, especially early in the year when the weather was hotter. wouldn't be as big an issue later in the year when it was colder. For some reason, the, the cold air cuts down the smell. But when it's early in the year and it's warm, it becomes troublesome. Interesting. Should write a book. I think I should write a book about that. You know the the smells of NFL players. Who do you think? Who do you think has the worst breath in the NFL? We don't know, right? We have no idea. Do you think that Bortles actually does have really bad breath? Like his breath really stinks. Like there's maybe he's just joking. Maybe Fournette's just kidding around. I guess there's truth to every joke. So why would yeah. he go there if there wasn't some truth to it? Yeah. So will people be sending Bortles. Mouthwash? Is that what's going to happen? Be, hey, here's a little bottle. Those little travel bottles of mouthwash? Yeah. Right? No? That will not be happening? Yeah. All right. So the Ben Mather Show, where Ralph is here somewhere. He's uh, working on some... Cruising <laughs> down the street in my 6'4". Oh, there he is. There you go. <laughs> yes, Ralph, I, I hear you breathing. You're alive. Congratulations. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Breathing away. Just, just absolutely wonderful. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we bring in the Koopa Loop who is sweating right now. He's in a tizzy because we're running into a brick wall. There was a report that surfaced on Monday that quote, many in the basketball community believe that Greg Popovich's recent praise of LeBron James and his activism was actually an attempt to recruit him to the Spurs this summer. Yeah. Ben, do you think that was Pop's plan all along? No, that's people reading too much into this. Uh, it, it really is. First of all, if LeBron James leaves Cleveland, he's either going to stay in the Eastern Conference, which is the favorite. I would say Eastern Conference trumps anything in the West. But if he's going to go to the West, He's going to go cherry-pick the Rockets or the Golden State Warriors. He's not going to L.A. I don't see that happening. San Antonio is not a viable option. 
Cleveland, which seems like a small market for LeBron, is the 17th biggest media market. The Alamo is number 37, right? And also, listen, Greg Popovich and LeBron James playing grab ass with each other. No, you're great. No, you're great. You know, going back and forth. This is not about recruitment. It is about politics. They're on the same side of the aisle politically. LeBron and Popovich share many of the same views. And Popovich is a very open social justice warrior. He's got a lot of guilt and remorse that he likes to share from time to time. And so this is not about recruiting LeBron James. It is about being part of the resistance. That's what it's a part. Uh, that's the part of it that's important for Greg Popovich. All right, next. Villanova coach Jay Wright thinks that a repeal of the one-and-done rule could reduce corruption within the NCAA. The idea being if kids had the opportunity to make money right away, there would be less of a need for improper practices. Yeah. Ben, do you uh, do you actually agree with any of this? No, I, I don't. Now, you know, in theory, yeah, hey, that would just go to the NBA. But college basketball, there's still going to be a demand for stars in college basketball. And while all of the players – not all of them, I should say, are going to go to the to the NBA. Some of them are going to still go to college basketball. It is a convenient scapegoat. Blame the NBA. Uh, a, the foundation of college sports is corrupt. The amateurism, it's like beating a dead horse. It's nonsense. It needs to end. That is not an NBA issue, Jay Wright. That is an issue that you, you have to worry about. Uh, I believe in capitalism. Amateurism. It puts an an artificial, a fixed price tag on a recruit. Otherwise, they should be able to negotiate for any amount of money they can possibly. Get. Now, there's a limit to it, and even if you had guys going to the NBA directly, the billion dollar TV contracts are still in place. Why are people tuning in to watch the games? They're tuning in to watch the top players, right? And I know you're trying to get rid of the the black market, right, of inbound athletes and all that. The NCAA should be working harder, and that means allow recruits to have agents, get, let them get representation, get fair market value. There you go. And, and and then also the other part of it, the Olympics have done this to somewhat, to some degree. They've gotten rid of amateurism, meaning athletes. You know, Lindsey Vaughn can make a ton of money in endorsements and all that, and the world has not ended, right? The world has not ended. Now, I'm worried there's going to be some kind of compromise here with another draconian salary cap where schools have X amount of dollars, you know, every every power school can spend somewhat, you know, some amount of money, and every mid-major can spend a different amount. I, I feel like that's where we're headed, but no, I'm not in agreement with Jay Wright. Next, Ben, there's pretty much only been one bright spot for the Chicago Bears over the last couple of seasons, and that's been running back Jordan Howard. Now, Jordan Howard, I think that's is all about to change for the team, though, because he guaranteed that the Bears will make the playoffs in 2018. Yeah, what do you think the chances are that Howard will actually come through on this guarantee? Very, very small. Very, very small. Now, we don't know what the Bears are going to do this offseason, so we're we're doing this blindfolded, kind of like picking players in the NFL draft. I'll, I'll go 20%. I think I'm going high on that, that the Chicago Bears are a playoff team. Number one, the, the Bears, the team that ended last season is inept offensively. Now, they have $51 million in salary cap space to add players. They desperately need all kinds of receiving help, playmakers, enhance the offense, the defense was pretty good. The offense needs all the help they can get. I have, and, and I also have no idea whether Matt Nagy can coach or not. He's a wild card. And Mitch Trubisky did not exactly wow the room when he played quarterback for the Bears last year. I realize he was shorthanded, but he was the 29th-ranked quarterback in the NFL out of 32 qualified quarterbacks. So very slim chance, very slim chance that this happens. All right, there it is. Mallard to the third degree. How did we do? Benny passes it. That is a winner. That's like bubble pizza is what that's like. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Attention, everyone. And the password is password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Mallard. All right, let's go. Here we go. It's password time. Welcome in our contestants. We have Mr. Ace in Cincinnati. Mr. Ace is going to play. Hello, Mr. Ace. What's up with your Dr. Ben Mallon? The doctor, 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 doctor. Give me the news. What do you do, Mr. Ace? 
I do video and audio work. Oh, really? Yeah. That could mean a lot of things. That could be television news. It could mean pornography. That could mean a lot of different things. Yeah. Hey, I video legal stuff that oh. families can watch. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I got you. Well, very so, like, good. I do some weddings and some other stuff like that. Yeah, you're hustling, trying to make a buck. I got you. I got you. All right, hold on, Mr. Ace. And you will be going against Sean, who's in St. Louis. Hello, Sean. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Sean, what are you doing in St. Louis, buddy? I do real estate. Oh, nice. How's the real estate market in St. Louis? It's good. It's always good. <laughs> Spoken like a typical realtor. Absolutely. So, hey, uh, you guys missed a, uh, a, a drop. Speaking of that uh, person that wanted to blow me up, um, it was before Thanksgiving, and Ben very bombastically was saying that something was below him beneath him and he said below me it was below me All right. well, I, uh, I want you to know that i'm a lot of things but i am not bombastic i'm not overblown i'm not excessive at all that's not the kind of broadcaster i am you think i'm some loose tongue blabbermouth? you think i'm that how dare you all right hold on Sean. all right so that's the matchup uh you guys you gotta partner up with one of us mr ace who would you like to partner up with Hmm, let me see. Uh, pick Ralph. Ben Mauer. Oh, you picked me. All right. Well, look at that. We're good job by you, Mr. Ace. We're good. We're in it to win it. And Sean. Sean's the guy on the he's Sean's the guy on the playground. I was like, you know what that guy said to you? you know, he, he's the he's the rat. That guy. Uh, Sean, who do you want to partner up with, Sean? All right, who did Ace pick? He picked the guy that's gonna win the game. Oh. Bad yeah. job by him. Yeah. Uh, who do I have left? Uh, uh, you can pick Eddie. Coop. You can pick Coop. Eddie. You want to pick Eddie. Eddie? All right. Good listening. He picked Eddie, Danny G. What are we supposed to do with this? He picked Eddie. Can we call Eddie on his phone? Oh, he's in uh, Vegas, right? All right. He's uh, hanging with OJ Simpson. Danny. Those are the ethics of of da- of, of Eddie Garcia. You want to pick Danny? All right. You know how sure. well that worked last night. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hold everyone. Stand down. Everyone, calm down here. You. Everyone, quiet. We will have Password, the word game of the stars. The teams are me and Mr. Ace and Danny G and Sean. Password next. All right, here we go. Let's do it right now. Back to it. We go. Got Mr. Ace and me. Mr. Ace hanging out in Cincinnati. He's a video guy. And Sean is the real estate mogul with Danny G. Here we go, Sean. Hold on a sec. Punch this guy up, and we punch him up. All right, we're on our way. Very excited. Ace, you are on the line first, so you get to pick a number one through ten. Seven. Number seven, okay. You all right? Everything good there, Ace? You sounded like you were a little... A little oh, I'm good. Yeah, all right. Number seven. Okay. Let's go with... Let's see, there's a couple of things I can do. Let's go with... Uh, let's see here. Hmm... Ga- a gag. A gag. G A G. Okay. okay. Uh, Five this seconds. is the part you have to answer. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> what the hell happened? Have you ever played the game before? What? What? A prank. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got yeah. it right. Bam. There you go. Good job by you. I was going to praise you. Yeah, you were just belittling him. No, I was not belittling him at all. I knew <laughs> that was our – see, we were playing a prank yeah, on sure you, you is what we were yeah, doing. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, Sean, pick a number one through six or eight through ten. Uh, eight. eight. Number eight. All right. Easy streets. Scholar. Scholar? Yeah, scholar. Scholar. Oh. Mo boy. Scholar. Oh, boy. Burner. What? No. I love that. All right. This is our opportunity. Did he not hear the word? No, he heard the word. He just didn't get it right. All right. Uh, Let's go with (laughs) – let me check with the judges here a second. Here we go. Hold on a second. I can do that, right? Mm. That's one word. Mm. It is. 
All right, no one's disagreeing, so I'm going to use it. All right, the the word is schoolboy. Mr. Ace. Um, dang. Dang is is that your answer? Are you going with dang? No, no, no. Now, remember, no, everything's no. combined here. Every what Danny, whatever word he used, and mm-hmm. me, you know, leave me out of it, Ben. How is that a hard, that, that would be like the easiest? <laughs> Five yeah, there you go. See, Mr. Ace is playing coy is what he's doing. See, he's, Sean, he's pretending like scholar, he doesn't know student. the answer. Yeah, Schoolboy, whatever. All right. All right. The game's oh. already over. Blowout city. Ace. Another what win. Was, another what, win. What, was, what was the clue? Schoolboy was my clue. His clue, I don't know what he said. Scholar? Scholar. Yeah, that's a student. Well, Sean sells real estate. Oh. You don't have to. <laughs> what do you expect? Man. Come on. One through six. Ask him for nine ask him for comps in the neighborhood. He'll oh, give you my comps. Goodness. Right? Ten. Number ten. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> ten for you, Ben. No, it's for me. I yeah. wait. I thought your guy, but your guy picked the number. I thought no. No, it, it, did didn't you, it go back to you? Yeah, but I thought I heard. No, Mister Ace, did you pick that number? or Did Sean pick the no, number? No, I did. Sean, that's Sean. Sean what? I, I pick. I picked it. All right, so Mr. Ace, do you want to use number ten? Or, what the hell's going on? Uh, it's, a, it's the uh, let's do number three. It's a clown show. Number three. Number three. All right. Number three. <laughs> uh, let's go with brilliant genius. What? N- no. What do you say? He said genius, which oh, is not genius. No. Well, that's what okay. I am, but. You know. <laughs> Okay, Sean, here you go. Get this get these points here. Shining. Brilliant shining. Brilliant shining. Oh boy. Shining. <laughs> Bright. Yeah, oh, good job. Boo. Boo. All right, and then it goes back. Back to you. You only got yeah, nine on to that, Sean. so you cannot tie on this. All right. Ten. Number ten. Now he, he now really he wants, wants number ten. He's not. He's a glutton okay, for punishment. Okay, here we go. Is what he is. Disgrace. 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 Five seconds. Loser. No. All right. He said, uh, disgrace, I will go humiliate. Embarrass? No. No. All right, embarrass, disgrace. How about pity? Pity? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, disgrace, humiliate, pity. Can I... Change my selection. <laughs> I tried no, to tell on. you, you wouldn't pity. listen to me. Pity? Yes, put them all together. Disgrace, pity. Disgrace, pity. Oh my God. Come on. I- I'm about to take angry Bill. Scorn. 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 No, that's <laughs> no. not true. Uh, let's go with. Damn. Mm, let's see here. Yeah, so what What have we not done? That's we're dancing around this. We're do- all dancing around, holding hands. Uh, I will go, oh boy, uh, dishonor. I thought I already said that. <laughs> no, you didn't say that. No, disgrace was used. I don't think this one's going to be, uh, yeah. I don't think this one's going to be got. Let's see how low we can go. I want, we've never on. gone down to one point. That's I think true. we should try to go down to one no. point, Just for S and giggles, you know. Mr. Ace, you want to give it a shot? You know, just throw something out there. Maybe you, um, five seconds. Come on. Come on. You've done all right before, so. Oh yeah, it wouldn't be that, would it? <laughs> okay, Sean, here's another clue for you. Discredit. Pity. Disres- disrespect? No. no. All right. Throw that word out. You guys all have a lot of shame because you didn't oh. get the word shame. <laughs> all right. You don't I mean, my goodness. All right, that's it. That's uh, Should have did the Maller I'm a loser. Should have did the Maller maneuver. Crying? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the maneuver. Yeah, uh, hey, hey, you guys are great. No, Sorry. Well, thank you, Sean. I uh, hope you make a ton of money in real estate there. Good luck to you. Uh, and uh, Mr. Ace, you're the winner. A true scholar. Congratulations, Mr. Ace. You're a student. This is not a prank. You actually won. And uh, there he goes, Mr. Ace. You get a golden ticket. Congratulations. I got a golden ticket. 
Yeah. I got a golden ticket. Uh, Joe in San Antonio, who does not know how to spell Kawhi, is on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Joe. Hey, Ben. I didn't think I'd get on, but thank you for doing so. Hey, I told you about Kawhi, and I told you that anytime you hear something about the Spurs and it doesn't come out of Pop's mouth, don't believe it. Well, it did come out of Pop's mouth. How do you spell Kawhi right now? Go ahead, quickly. Any goddamn way All right. He doesn't know how to spell the word. That's the problem. See that? If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.